Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you. This is your sister Aisha Abdurrahman with the Legacy Lab vlogcast, where we provide you with news, reviews, interviews, and how to's for the creative, spiritual, Muslim woman entrepreneur. Today is Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018. And on today's episode of the Legacy Lab vlogcast, we are talking about running our business during the month of Ramadan. So let me grab my notes here. Tonight we are talking about running your business during Ramadan. So in the lab we've been um, kind of sharing different things that we're working on, different things that we're doing, and I asked you guys, you know, um, how do you run your business during Ramadan? So depending on what country you live in, depending on what culture you're from, depending on your tradition, the way you do things, some people just completely stop business. So you can completely stop business. Maybe some people kind of take things slower. They do business slower. Um, and then maybe some people just completely um, stop their business altogether or they just go full speed ahead. And business is as usual. It's nothing different um, than Ramadan. So during the month, I have been sharing kind of some of the things that I do. Um, this will be the second year that I've actually continued um, running my business during Ramadan, usually I just completely stop everything, social media, everything kind of disconnect and really just, um, focus on, um, the Quran, reading Quran, being in the masjid. And I really thought about it is, um, this is not necessarily the Sunnah. So we kind of have to find a balance. A lot of people think, oh, Ramadan, just read Quran and fast and that's it. But if you read the Quran and you look at hadiths, then we know that the Prophet people would do business. They would coordinate their business. They would do their business transactions and everything just like you normally would during the day. And it says that we work during the day and then you fast or sorry, you fast at night and you pray or you sorry, you fast during the day and then you pray at night. There was nothing that said business stops, things shut down, people stop living their lives. And oftentimes, um, myself being a convert, as a convert, sometimes we take things to the extreme, especially as a new Muslim. You know, I mean, I've been Muslim 15 years, but when I first became Muslim, it was just like, this is haram, this is haram, is that haram, is that haram? We go to like this extreme. And um, so I found that, you know, as years Grew, as years went by, I tried to take a more balanced approach to my practice of Islam and especially with my business. So I do want to focus on Quran. I don't want to be distracted by the normal things of everyday life, but that's the society we live in. That's the life. I mean, that's the world. People have to pay bills. You have to live. You have to survive. A business goes on as usual. So the only thing is you may find that you're tired, that you're hungry, that you're sleep deprived because you've been up all night at the masjid. Um, and so you may have um, low productivity, your energy level is down, but it's not saying, oh, I'm just going to completely shut down my business and not do anything, but just focus on the Quran for the month. So what I did is I did a little bit of research. Hey, Lindsay, I did a little bit of research and I looked to see, um, you know, what are the trends? What are some things that I could learn um, about people doing business during Ramadan? And then I also asked you guys in the lab. So during the month, we talked about... Um, digital detoxing. So I talked about ways that you can automate email responses, especially if they're frequently asked questions that people always send you. 
So that's something that I do is I set up um, my email system. So if there's questions that people are always consistently asking me, I don't have to spend a lot of time with that. It's easy to do from your phone. It's easy to do from your computer. You don't understand. What do you not understand? <laughs> He's saying he doesn't understand. Um, so I'm watching you here on Facebook and um, Instagram at the same time. So um, I shared that in the lab. I also shared um, a couple of different things that I do, like just really following people that inspire you, people that are important on social media and not just following just accounts because you feel obligated to follow them because they're family or because they're friends, but really following people on social media um, and commenting and engaging on social media that have value. Because what we learned from the analytics is the more you're liking things and you're tapping on things, hey, salam alaikum, thanks for joining us. The more you're tapping on things and you're engaging in posts, the more you're gonna see those things. So if I'm posting on cat videos and um, dance tutorials and dance videos, I'm gonna see more of that. So to really um, keep my business and my personal separate, I have a personal account, and I really try to engage on the content that I wanna see on my business account. That way I'm seeing less of what I don't wanna see. So those are some of the things that I talked about um, throughout the month. If you guys missed those conversations, you can listen to um, the replay. Um, it's Legacy Lab Vlogcast, either on iTunes, Google Play, any of the podcast players. Um, so what I did is I did a little bit of research. I have some notes here that I'm looking at. And it says that, um, and then of course, I think this really depends on where you live. Um, so I think that these articles that I did a lot of research on we're helping people in Western cultures be able to adapt to um, Arab cultures or non-Muslim cultures and teaching them how to really be aware of what goes on um, for Muslims during Ramadan. Um, so it says the productivity of workers decreases during the month by 35 to 50% and there are shorty, shorter work hours. Um, and he pointed out that some people become less efficient um, they may become bad tempered and so decisions and meetings are postponed until Ramadan is over. So I don't know about you guys, but where I live, business is as usual. I live in the United States and nothing shuts down in here. Everything keeps going and it's really for us to decide what we're going to do um, when we practice our Islam. And some people look at that as a really good thing. Some people look at that as a bad thing. So here in the United States, there's no Haram police. There's no one policing our Islam. So whatever you do, you do. If you're eating during Ramadan, there's our stores are not shutting down. I've read that there's some countries where they only serve food to non-Muslims during Ramadan. We don't have that here. So um, yeah, definitely things don't shut down here. Not at all, unless it's what you're choosing to do. And the Muslim businesses here, like we have our halal restaurants, we have our halal stores. What I found is business increases for them. So like... Um, Sarah said, "Is business increases for you. So what um, industry are you in? What do you do? Um, and how does your business increase for you? So um, cafes generally see roaring business during the month of Ramadan. Charities also tend to get a boost of Ramadan. Um, this is um, Islamic Relief. So that, that Ramadan is their best time of year because they're a charity. People donate. Um, cafes because people stay up after iftar and this is kind of like it's almost like a reverse it's like we're spending our day kind of just relaxing and being lazy during the day and then at night you're praying you're eating and you're socializing so it's um as if that's our daytime so cafes and these type of industries see heightened increase in their business in the evening um when they stay open during ramadan 
Um, so in Saudi, they were saying that the work hours changed. Like people go to work earlier and then they're finished like by noon um, with their uh, business activities. So that could be something, if you're not in the United States, maybe that's something that you could use as a strategy for yourself. Get up early in the morning, you know, eat your suhoor, work on your business and kind of finish up that way by time the sun is up really high you have the opportunity to kind of relax and preserve your energy and preserve your efforts when it gets really hot outside um, and it also really just depends on the type of business that you do so for me i'm always on the computer um and so i'm not moving around there's not a lot of activity um, i actually just joined the gym because i am always on the computer which can kind of backfire on me so I'm trying to figure out how am I going to work out and stay healthy and stay fit um, during the month of Ramadan. So people have said work out in the morning before um, you start fasting or work out in the evening. But in the evening, I'm going to be at the masjid. So I don't know how um, I'm going to balance all that. So um, that conversation is going on on my personal Facebook page if you guys are over there. Um, so people were talking about during good times for meetings is to invite people to for iftar for business meetings so if you're going to have a business meeting or you want to socialize and you want to network to get to know other um people in your industry they were like a good opportunity to do that is during iftar because you're already at the masjid you know you're there and you're praying but to really just kind of connect with other people get to ask them you know what business are you in and get to know them so um and of course we always see a lot more people out at the masjid during ramadan and I'm always like, where are all these people come from? It's like they're hiding. But all of a sudden, it's like the message is full of people during Ramadan. So it's a really good opportunity to connect with people that you miss um, during the year or new people that you're just meeting um, that are not normally there uh, during Ramadan. Um, and then um, one study found that social media usage is its highest during Ramadan between 12 p.m. and 3 a.m. So you might want to maybe switch up your times that you're posting on social media, especially on Instagram. Kind of keep an eye on your analytics and look and see, you know, are people spending more of their time during the day because they are kind of taking it easy on Instagram during the day? Or are they more on social media at night, maybe trying to see what everyone else is doing during Ramadan or see what everyone else is doing at their masjid um, after the Tarawi prayer? I don't know. So this will be the first time that I'm really kind of looking at those things. Um, and then the last thing is people, uh, research found that people who are in the industry of, um, food, clothing, fashion, jewelry, and electronics, that their businesses see an increase during Ramadan. And my guess is that people are buying gifts for aid, um, food, of course, because people are feeding other people, you're feeding homeless, you're feeding other families, you're volunteering more, that's going to increase, um. And it's not actually that our food consumption, like the amount of food that we eat, necessarily should increase. It's actually not a good thing. It's like you've been fasting all day. Doesn't mean that you have to make up for it in the evening. But I feel like um, it's an opportunity that I'm buying more food because maybe I'm feeding myself and my family, but I'm also donating food to the masjid, something like that. Um, clothes and jewelry, I would say people are getting ready for Eid. Um, they're buying new clothes. They're buying, you know, a special outfit that they want to wear for Eid. So if you're in the fashion industry, it's really good to kind of prepare um, and be ready towards the end of Ramadan um, to maybe have um, your booth ready during either in the evening time during Ramadan or at um, Eid. So we're having the um, 
Muslim Women Sacktown meetup here in Sacramento, California, the Legacy Lab, we meet up once a month face-to-face. -face. So we meet up face-to-face. -face. Um, there's also meetups in Texas. There's meetups in, in um, Atlanta. So we have sisters that are docents here in Legacy Lab, and they're doing meetups in their um, local communities. So here, this month in Sacramento, we're going to meet up face-to-face, -face, and I want to talk to everyone and see if maybe they want to do like a bazaar or an event together, either during Ramadan or during Eid to kind of showcase our businesses and the things that we're doing. So that's something that you can do um, if you're in an industry where you have a product or service is get together with some local sisters um, and kind of plan something where you're um, really um, sharing your business with the community because there's more people that are coming out during Ramadan, there's more people that are coming out during Eid. Hello, sound like a modesty hub. Um, so, and then electronics. For some reason, I guess it just really depends on what country you're, you're in, there's an electronic sales boost during the month of Ramadan. I have no idea why. Maybe people are buying games and computers and cell phones for aid gifts. I don't know. But those are the industries um, that statistics has shown that there is heightened um, sales in uh, during the month of Ramadan. So I'm going to leave it open for questions um, for you guys to tell me, what do you do with your business uh, during the month of Ramadan? Do you put, put a pause on things? Do you completely stop business? Are you still on social media? Um, what are you doing during the month of Ramadan? Do you kind of slow things down? Um, and also, what is your business? What industry are you in? Want cheap hijabs? Why not get at us? So Modesty Hub has hijabs. Um, during the month of Ramadan, are you buying more hijabs? Do you feel like you're buying more hijabs? Are you buying more things? Are you buying less things? For me, um, so I, being an American Muslim, my kids always complain because their friends that were not American, they would get gifts during Eid. And I felt like, you know, Eid is not a replacement for Christmas or holidays that we don't do. So I didn't buy my kids gifts and give them money during Eid. But a lot of cultures, I guess that's what they do. Um, is they kind of bribe their younger kids to fast. I don't know. So they give them things. I don't buy things. For me, I don't buy things until the end of Ramadan for Eid. I learned the hard way not to stop. I'll continue to post. I schedule my post, and I'm in the fashion industry. So, yeah, I don't really buy anything during the month of Ramadan. I don't go buy new clothes. I don't say, oh, it's Ramadan. Let me go buy this or that. Um... I would say the thing that I do prepare and plan during Ramadan is we buy dates. <laughs> we try to keep a, a big case and we shop at Sam's Club anyway, so we probably buy dates more during Ramadan than we do throughout the rest of the year. Um, and I try to find things that are easy and fast to cook because I don't want to spend my time cooking. I want to be able to break fast, go to the masjid, eat, and leave. Now, the masjids that I go to, most of them are for converts, so they have and iftar there and what I just recently learned um, is that not all the mashes do that so there's some mashes that don't do that but if you go to a mashes that kind of um, caters to converts they know that you don't have other Muslim family to kind of break your fast with and so they have iftar for everyone like they're feeding everyone or some um, mashes will only have iftar for singles so um, either I'm eating eating iftar at home or I'm eating iftar at the masjid. Mo for the most part, I'm at least breaking my fast um, at the masjid. I may come home and eat and kind of take a quick nap before I'm going to be at the masjid. And sometimes I'm at the masjid um, fairly late till like 
one, two o'clock in the morning. So I come home and I don't even go back to sleep. I'm like, what's the point? I might as well stay up until Fajr. So if I'm up and I pray Fajr, then I may sleep for the rest of the day, probably until about noon, like maybe 10 or 11. And that's when my day would officially begin is like at 11. Um, I don't have a business. My account is about environmentalism and Islam. I plan on posting every day, inshallah, inshallah. Um, Ramadan is a good month for Islamic businesses. Eid approaches fast and gifts are exchanged so revenue increases. Yeah. Yes, the easiest Ramadan I had was when I went every day to iftar at the masjid. Yeah. And especially if you're a convert, like, you get that sense of community at your masjid because Ramadan is a special month for everyone. And if no one else in your family is Muslim, you kind of lose um, contact with that. Hey, assalamualaikum. So I'm just live on Instagram and I'm live on Facebook and we're just talking about um, how we conduct business during the month of Ramadan. And actually we're gonna be um, wrapping up pretty shortly. Yes, we keep dates, cream cheese, watermelon, coconut juice, and stay hydrated. This year I will be drinking my supplemental shake daily to remain energized and ensure that I'm getting all my fruits and veggies. That's a really good idea to maybe have like a smoothie or something in the morning. Um, so in the morning, I would do probably dates and tea and something like oatmeal that would kind of, um, but I never thought about um, like a shake or something like that. That's a really good idea. Something to keep you hydrated. And then watermelon and fruits, I would usually eat in the evening, but that's a good idea also to have them in the morning. Alhamdulillah. So um, where I live now, I've been here um, one year. So my lease, yeah. So I've been here one year. Um, I actually have a pool in my backyard and so alhamdulillah I'm able to cool off at the pool and able to really just like stick my feet in or relax or swim I'm not drinking the pool water so it's fine to swim um, I do find that swimming makes you hungry so I would say just get in the pool and kind of just sit there and chill and relax not really do much physical efforts and exercise you're gonna make yourself hungry um, a lot of things that people do during Ramadan is they go to the movies um, so I think maybe um, the film industry or movies, people may see an increase um, in, in that industry. But really, just those industries we talked about, food, fashion, electronics, those industries see kind of like a boost because of the gift exchange during Ramadan. So if you're in those industries, alhamdulillah. If you're not, we can maybe take some tips and things from those industries and maybe learn about what they're doing um, to implement in our marketing and ourselves. I posted in the lab and I also posted on my Facebook page um, a really interesting article that talks about some marketing things that people use um, to market um, and the symbolism that they use to market during the month of Ramadan. So that's it guys. This is just the wrap up for um, kind of like last month's um, topic. We I talked about digital detoxing, um, preparing, basically preparing your business for Ramadan. Getting your email together, getting your social media together, getting your website together. Um, and then now this follow-up, this last one is about just, you know, what, how to run your business actually in the month of Ramadan. So inshallah, I will see you guys next Tuesday, same time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thanks for coming out. Salam As always, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Legacy Lab Vlogcast, those of you that tuned in live on Instagram, and those of you that are listening to the replay. 
As always, you can join our live podcast audience via the anchor.fm app or you can join us live via video on instagram we are legacylab.io life is good have a blessed day and see you next tuesday